welcome to episode number 41 of the Canadian Prepper Podcast, uh, recorded on October 24th, 2019. Uh, my name is Eric. I'm the host of the show. I'm based in Southern Ontario. I'm a hunter, target shooter, ham radio operator, uh, VE3 EPN, and a computer geek. Uh, I got into preparedness when I was working frontline emergency services, witnessed an over-reliance on emergency services during major events such as ice storms, power outages, etc. I started a small preparedness company to help people get prepared and to be able to look after themselves for at least 72 hours, if not longer. I'm Alan. My friends and family call me a safety nerd. My background is first responders, develop my mind for safety. I teach first aid, coach my family and friends to be better prepared. I'm a locksmith by trade and worked in the physical security industry for more than 20 years now. This is the point where Ian would uh, jump in and introduce himself, but uh, he decided to bail on us this evening. <sighs> aye, aye, aye. <laughs> Uh, West Coasters, man. I know. And just never know when they're going to show up or not, eh? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If you want to help support the show and uh, keep the Canadian Prepper podcast on the air, you can buy a Canadian Prepper podcast t shirt, the one that I'm wearing right now, uh, at rapidsurvival.com. All the proceeds help keep the lights on and the backup generator fueled. If you are enjoying the show, please take a minute, like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Canadian Prepper Podcast and submit a review on iTunes. We also want your feedback, good or bad. Let us know if there's a topic you want to cover or if you dislike something we're doing. You can email us at prepper, feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. All right. We've got some uh, rough content for you in this episode. Uh, I know, terrible, terrible. Uh, we're going to start off with some preparedness uh, news articles. Uh, next, we'll be letting you know how we've improved our preparedness since the last episode. Then we're going to get into the main topic of this episode, dogs in a preparedness role. And now you get the rough joke. (laughs) (laughs) A few articles I found that were kind of relevant. Um, One from the London Free Press, so Southwestern Ontario um, reference. There's a, a growing menace of wild pigs found in southwestern Ontario. And essentially, there's a, it was a crossbreed of uh, wild boars breeding with domestic pigs. Uh, the article references pigs were going up to 650 pounds, spotted from Windsor to Brantford and as far north as Huron County. Um, so Puma is uh, Puma's on the loose and no one is safe. Wow. Um, it's a big pig. It's a big pig. The, <laughs> uh, the, article, the article suggests that um, aggressive... Uh, aggressive management is, is the best way to keep this under control, which theoretically means an open season like coyotes. Hopefully that's encouraged because, man, that's that's a lot of bacon. That is. Uh, yeah, so that was one article that I found. Uh, another one for the people out of the prairies. Um, early winter is expected. Um, Edmonton, CTV, CTV Edmonton is, expect, is saying that um, – Snow and winter-like conditions uh, should be expected as early as this weekend or next week. Oh, jumping! So that's uh, yeah, that's uh, that's getting ready there. Uh, so be be prepared for that. And a third article that I found because uh, apparently I was reading the news a lot tonight. <laughs> uh, there's a salmonella outbreak uh, related specifically to dried cured meats from a uh, producer in Quebec. Um, has 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 struck at least twelve people as ill. Uh, hmm. So make sure you know where your uh, make sure you know where your where your pepperoni is coming from. Some good uh, good tips, and uh, yeah, salmonella is never a good day. No. <laughs> uh, I've got a couple of news articles here. One uh, relating out in BC in regards to uh, a record one million take part in BC earthquake preparedness drill. 
so that uh, good to see that uh, that's going on. Uh, it uh, occurred on October the 17th, uh, 2019, so uh, quite recently. Uh, it was called the ShakeOut Program, and it teaches a drop cover and hold on technique. Um, so it's never, uh, duck, never a bad idea to practice. Duck and cover. Yep. Duck and cover, yep. So uh, it's good to see that they're, they're organizing things like that and, and getting the, uh, the community as a, as a whole ready for, for such a possible thing to, to happen because you never know, it, uh, it could happen and it's a good idea to have a, a plan in place. Well, it's, it's going to happen. It's a matter of yeah. how badly and how soon. Yep. Perfect. And I've got another one here from the, uh, the CBC uh, in regards to uh, what PEI residents should put in emergency kits. Uh, I read the article over it. Um, it's not specific to PEI. I figure this is just the uh, the area where the reporter resides. Uh, but it is a good reminder for really anybody. Uh, as how far as what they how many kit. potatoes does it recommend? <laughs> Actually, that's the whole article. It just says potato, potato, just potato. potatoes over, potato. over and over again. Just potatoes, yes. off. Yeah. potatoes, uh, but, red dirt, yeah. potatoes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So it, uh, it, it, it lists off, uh, you know, the standard stuff, food and water, medicine, uh, baby supplies, uh, light and communication. Uh, but it's, uh, you know, a good, a good reminder of the things that you should have. And um, although it does say for PEI, I would say that it applies to anybody across, uh, across Canada and North America. Well, as they say, there's nothing new under the sun. So no, exactly, but it is nice to see the media actually reporting this kind of stuff and, and getting yep. it out there to people. So well, and, and I think we talked about it on one of the earlier on one of the early episodes that um, like emergency uh, was it emergency management Canada is or preparedness Canada. I forget what the what the actual government agency is, but um, for a government website, it's actually incredibly helpful. It is. Um, they, they want us to be prepared. They just don't necessarily want to scare us into making us need to be, feel the need to be prepared. True. Uh, so let's see. Let's move into what we've done lately for our preps. Um, I haven't done a, a whole ton this week. Um, I'm, uh, I'm coming up to the end of my, the end of my schooling time, uh, which started and has finished a lot faster than I was expecting it. But uh, uh, I've been doing a whole ton of studying. I have been invited to join the uh, local community emergency response team. Um, so we'll be doing that kind of as a family. Um, essentially, they help manage uh, help manage shelters and recovery efforts in the event of a major disaster or, um, or displacement. And so awesome. more to come on that. But I'm seeing it as an opportunity to educate others about the importance of preparedness and to network with like-minded people. Very nice. Uh, for myself, uh, I know everybody probably noticed I was gone last episode. Uh, my what, uh, wife, like, here? I know, weird, right? Uh, <laughs> my wife gave birth to our uh, our first, so um, I've been focusing on that. Um, I probably can't imagine in the background. How, how that's taken up so much effort. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's been a lot of uh, a lot of learning, a lot of a uh, little bit of trial and error, and uh, some perseverance. But uh, we're figuring it out, and um, he is still breathing, which I take it as a good sign. Generally um, speaking, yeah. So air, air goes, air goes right. in and out. Blood goes round and round. Deviations are bad. Yeah. So we're just, doing something right. <laughs> just remember, you don't lose any points if you catch the baby on the first bounce. Ah, good point. Good to know. <laughs> <laughs> with uh, with all that happening, I did have about thirty seconds to play around with uh, this new little toy here. So uh, it's another uh, little ham radio. Uh, it does uh, DMR. So I've been uh, doing some digital work uh, with that. So just to kind of help keep my sanity, I'll take a 30-minute breather here and there, uh, pass the baby off, and uh, play around with the ham radio. So I made a, cool. a quite quite cool little contact, actually, the other night um, with a station in Belfast. 
they were actually operating outside or, or out, just outside on the outskirts of Belfast um, at an old World War One, World War Two bunker. Um, cool. So they have uh, they have ham radio equipment there. Uh, they have some operators that uh, it's a museum set up now. And pretty much everybody's licensed. Um, they had a scout group out there, and they were doing a, an all night um, ham radio fest with the scouts. And they're just trying Sweet. to make contacts with everybody around the world to see how many areas in the world they can make contact with. And they were recording it and, and teaching the scouts as well about ham radio. So uh, yeah. I got a quick, uh, about two or three minute chatting with them. They were pretty quick with, with the contacts. It's just, you know, your name, location, current time, the weather. And then they would go to the next contacts. They wanted to get through as many as they possibly could. Sure. But uh, it was really neat to do sitting right from this chair that I'm in right now, just with this little handheld guy. So it was, that's, uh, that's absolutely incredible. I'm uh um, like I said, I'm almost done my schooling and then I've got, uh, I've got the book sitting right here, right? It's, it's, it's within arm's reach of where, of where I'm sitting right now, um, uh, to, uh, to get that, uh, get that going. Yeah. That's, uh, that's really, really fascinating. There's actually a radio station, um, here in, here in this area. And because of the way they broadcast in the atmospheric balance, yep. they, con- they, they, spe- they, they broadcast clearly to, um, parts of Northern Ireland. And so, when they when they discuss the local area, they talk about London, Ontario every single time oh. because they have to be specific because <laughs> yep. they're brought because they're because they're actually broadcasting to Ireland as well. So that's anyways, uh, that's a that's a follow up to the ham radio discussion that we'll probably have another night. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's funny how the radio waves bounce around, but uh, yeah, we're definitely gonna have to do another uh, another ham episode. I know a lot of people have asked for it, so. And uh, I'm branching out a little bit and expanding the knowledge in that in that area. So uh, bring that to another episode as well. And cool. uh, I see we've got uh, Sabian in the live chat right now saying he's getting ready to write his basic uh, ham license. So I mentioned to him if, uh, if he's got any questions, shoot me an email at feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. And that goes for anybody looking to write your license. If you've got questions, feel free to feel free to ask. I don't mind uh, helping out here and there with some knowledge. So. You also might be able to catch him lot on the live chat at rapidsurvival.com. Yeah, exactly. Lucky. So. Yeah, you can grab me there too. There you and, go. Uh, how about we move to the uh, the main topic? Sure. Talk yeah, about dogs. So, yeah. And, our, and their role of preparedness. So what Man's are what are friend. dogs good for? Yeah. What are dogs good for when it comes to being prepared for an emergency? Oh, it's all kinds of things. Um, first off, the companionship. Right? Absolutely. Uh, I, I am legend. You remember, you remember that? Will Smith? Oh, yeah. uh, yep. That was the only thing that kept him going was his, <laughs> was his pupper. Yeah, it sure is. I, uh, some days I like dogs more than I like people. So. Some days? Oh, hey. <laughs> the rest of the days I just don't <laughs> like people at all. You got it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's all kinds of things that you can use them for. Um, you know, like I said, companionship. Um, Ian's got a couple of notes here as far as... Um, you know, guard dog, if you if you got some property, uh, early warning, they will pick up on things way sooner than you're going to. And um, if a dog's been around you long enough, you're going to pick up on his cues. Uh, you're going to know that something's not quite right or they're trying to alert you to something well before you even pick up on it's happening. Uh, sure. It's and then if they're properly way. trained, they can also help uh, help bring in the gate, help bring in the, the, the food by flushing yep. or retrieving. Um I know my little uh, my little six pound Maltese wouldn't do much for that, but uh, um, but they are there. But he's an ex, he's an excellent alarm dog. Uh, yep. I, I we know when anybody's within a hundred yards of our property because he's going absolutely bonkers. Oh, um, absolutely, kind of a pain in the butt when it's just the neighborhood when, the, when it's just the neighborhood kids walking around. But when if things if things were going south, that would be it would be hugely. Hugely valuable to know that there's somebody coming down the street when I'm not expecting anybody there. 
Oh, absolutely. Uh, I've got a German Shepherd here at home. Um, so a fair sized dog is about 110 pounds worth of dog. Uh, but as far as the, uh, the warning systems go, we actually had a guy kicking doors on our street and, uh, he actually came went up to all the doors along, uh, along the street here. And what he would do is he would knock. And if he answered the door, uh, he would just, you know, Oh, I'm looking for Johnny. He used to live here. And of course you'd say, well, Johnny doesn't live here anymore. And he would move on to the next house. If he knocked at the door and nobody answered through, he'd go. Um, so he actually broke into the neighbor on the right and the left. Uh, but along the way, he came to our house, knocked at the door. We weren't home at the time, uh, but my dog was. And he just barked and barked and barked at him. And uh, he never did do anything to our house. He just moved to the next. Uh, yep. Now, had he have actually kicked the door in, he would have just been licked to death. And the dog probably would have walked him around and showed him all his toys and all where all the cool things are to steal. <laughs> but... <laughs> He doesn't know well, that, right? It's 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 more of a turn than anything else, and um, yeah. you know, it's it's not something to rely on because because no. uh, some dogs are some some burglars are not afraid of dogs because of yeah. that exact reality. Most yeah. dogs, most most dogs that live in a house are domesticated and they won't hurt you. Um, they're also trained well enough to not bite strangers, yep. but it's it, you want to make yourself the least the least easy target, make yourself exactly. the hardest target you can. And hopefully the, uh, hopefully the bad guy's going to move on. So exactly. If they can go to a house without a dog, one less yeah. challenge to overcome. Absolutely. Okay. If there's a house without a dog, that's always going to, that's always going to be an easier target than a house with a dog. Yep. So what is, what's important to know about having a dog in the event of an emergency or disaster? Yeah, um, I'd say the, the first thing you want to make sure, um, you want to make sure that your callers have tags and up-to-date information on them uh, for identification with both the, the dog's name and your, your contact info, whether it be a cell phone number or an address or whatever you're comfortable putting out there for somebody to be able to contact you. Because um, if the dog gets out, you're going to want it back. Yep. And they're going to, they're going to want to be, they're going to want to come home too. Cause nobody, exactly. nobody wants to take care of somebody else's dog no. uh, for any length of time. So yeah, you want to make it as easy as possible for somebody to, um, somebody to uh, reunite them, reunite yeah. you and them. And, and one thing that people don't always necessarily think of, I know the, the dog tag thing is, is fairly standard um, that you put some form of contact information on there. But if you're traveling or you, you have to leave your, your primary residence for whatever reason, put your contact information on the carrier you're using for the, for the dog as well, or any of your pets. Uh, yep. Because if, if that carrier gets uh, separated and your pet's in it, Maybe somebody doesn't want to open it up. Uh, maybe they're protective of the carrier, but at least the contact information is on the carrier itself. And then yep. they don't have to look on the, the caller. They can just grab the information right there. It's readily available. They don't have to worry about opening it up and getting hurt. Uh, and they can call you. So you know, right, that's yeah, something that I, not I've, a lot of people think of. Absolutely. Yeah. Make sure that it's visible from the outside so that uh, yeah. you don't have to put either, you don't have to put the dog in the position to defend itself. Yep. Uh, and you don't have to put the, uh, you don't have to put the person in a, in a position where they don't want to be, uh, they don't want to get too close. Exactly. Uh, you know, just one of those general dog things. Make sure that you don't approach dogs that you don't know, um, mm -hmm. and especially especially avoid um, avoid cornering, specifically a dog, but animals in general. Most most animals are friendly and calm and happy to play with you until they're cornered, and then yep. they are they are an animal that will that will defend its life and doesn't care about yours. Oh, absolutely. Um, the, ni the nicest animal in the world, as soon as it's cornered, becomes the most vicious, most vicious thing you'll ever meet. So, oh. um, we've got a, a good point here uh, in the live chat from LT, um, indicating that uh, my shepherd lets me know when the kids are sneaking in at night. <laughs> good point. 
not something you have to worry yep. about for the next couple of years, but it, uh, nope. yeah, absolutely. Um, there are a lot of times when I come home in the, I come home in the middle of the night, either from a, uh, from a response or a, or a job and my, uh, yeah, my little dog is just going absolutely nuts upstairs. Um, there's, there's no question that I'm coming home. Yep. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, it's my guy knows that it's me coming to the house, but he will still stand at the top of the stairs at night and just stare at the door and wait for me to come in. Yep. Uh, yeah. We're, I, we, I, I mean, dogs are, dogs are pack animals, right? If it's our, yep. um, if it's our, you know, we are part of their pack. Um, I know our dog does not like it when the pack is split up. So if the kids are upstairs and we're yep. downstairs, um, he'll sit on the steps in between. Yep. Uh, but he wants, he wants to be in the middle. He, he, when, especially when the kids are upstairs, he'll put himself right at the top of the stairs and, and he becomes the barrier. Again, he's six pounds and he's not going to do a whole heck of a lot, but he's there. <laughs> but hey, yep. Yep. Uh, one thing that the, the, keep in mind though, if, if, you know, some sort of storm or, or disaster or something is heading your way or, or is currently there, is snuck up on you and you, you weren't, uh, you weren't exactly 100% prepared for it, make sure that you bring the dog inside, right? Uh, especially at the first sign. If, if you know it's coming, you got a chance to bring them in ahead of time, bring them in because uh, they can become disoriented. They can wander away uh, from home in, in some form of a crisis. Uh, so bring them in, right? Uh, that way they're not running off. They're not getting freaked out. They're they're in a in, in a location with you and they're going to be more comfortable that way. Yep. And even if they're, even if they're not, even if they're still freaking out, at least they're freaking out in a controlled environment where, um, where they're not going to get, they're not going to get injured. They're not going to run out into traffic. They're not going to put themselves in a, in a position to fall down a well or, whatever i mean if lassie falls down the well is timmy going to come and, and ask about it it's just not going to happen right we need we nope. need our dogs <laughs> exactly 100 uh, percent. we've got another comment here actually on uh, facebook from uh, siska saying uh my shepherd won't even let my kids into my room uh definitely a one master dog uh, best companion on my solo hikes in the wilderness so, fantastic and that's yeah yeah um Ian, Ian was saying the same thing. Like he has, uh, he he takes his dogs uh, walking out in the in the crown land behind his property and um, keeps the uh, keeps the bears at bay. Yeah. So it's it's yeah it's another great reason to uh, great reason to have one around and um, you know I've always been a, I've always been a fan of well trained dogs rather than yes. just dogs in general. So do everyone a do everyone a favor if you're going to have a dog, take the time to learn how to train it properly. Um, it takes so a lot it, of work in the beginning, but it is so worth it in the end. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's nothing, nothing um, worse than having a dog that won't listen to you. Uh, and it's not good for you. It's not good for anybody else around no. you. And especially in an emergency situation, you don't have to, you don't want to have to worry about, it's one less thing to worry about if your dog is ready to, to stay with you. If your dog is prepared yeah. and knows what to do. And that only comes with repetition and, uh, repetition and positive reinforcement so in the event of a disaster what should we have for our dogs we should have a bug out bag for our dogs just as we do for our, ourselves absolutely don't forget they can carry it themselves if they're big enough put them to work <laughs> right you don't have to carry it oh i'm gonna 100 make a little trailer for my dog <laughs> do and it. that's do gonna it. be on the next that's i'm gonna put a, i'm gonna make, put a video up on uh, on our youtube channel or something i'm gonna yeah. make a little trailer for them and it's <laughs> But yeah, it, uh, it's not about if you've got a like a working type of dog or, or a dog that likes to to do things or be given a job. Why not when you're going for a walk, put the pack on them, get them yep. used to carrying it around. Um, they'll feel like they're doing something and they're working and they're you know they're they're being a useful member of the pack. Um, and you're you know training them for a, a major event or something where you have to leave, but in a controlled kind of fun environment. Are we talking about dogs or toddlers now? 
Uh, you know what? I think we're still talking about dogs. <laughs> the toddler episode comes up. Uh, what do I got? About a year? About a year, year and a half. Yeah. Year and a half. <laughs> so in that bug out bag for your dog, which they may or may not be able to carry themselves, but they should be. Let's start with a first aid kit and a guidebook. Um, there are pet first aid classes. Um, not something I teach, but they are, they do exist. Um, your vet should be able to tell you what to put in that pack and yeah. what to, um, what to do to help your, uh, help your furry friend. Uh, another good point here in the chat from Siska, uh, just in regards to training them. Uh, it's important to train them to carry the pack. Just don't snap it on them one day fully loaded and expect them to be like, okay, cool, let's go. It's yep. going to take some time to train them to actually carry that pack and carry it with anything in it. So don't uh, don't just go, here's your here's your pack and, and go. That's, uh, that's not going to do anybody any favors. Yeah, no, that that's a really good point. Start with start with the empty pack and get them used to that, and then yeah. start adding items slowly um, while they're uh, while they're working, and then yeah. it, it uh, it'll become less of an issue. Yeah, you're uh, you're also going to want um, you know three three to seven days worth of canned food, you know, like the pop top stuff or some dry food, depending on what uh, what your dog likes to eat. Uh, the the canned food would, will help with um, you know water intake as well, um, just because it's it's moist. Um, but it, it's all dependent on what your your dog will eat. Uh, I don't know if they would be able to carry that full amount themselves. Uh, that's a little that's bit a, of weight. That's a lot of food, depending on but, especially um, depending on the size of your dog. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so keep that in mind. You don't you certainly don't want to overload them. That's a, that's an important thing as well. Um, just because everything on the list goes into the pack doesn't mean they have to carry all of it because. Uh, an injured dog is no good to anybody and uh, it's cruel to the animal. Absolutely. And make sure you rotate that food out as well, especially yeah. dry food. It goes stale. It gets kind of gross after a while. So yeah. uh, make sure you're rotating that through. And just like, just like your own, just like your own food, um, if bugging in or sheltering in place is your, is your plan, uh, make sure that you have, you know, six months worth of food on hand for, or yeah. whatever, whatever your, your level of comfort is, but make sure you've got lots of food on hand for, for your, uh, uh, your yeah. dog as well. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, and rotate it just like you would rotate your own food preps. And yep. uh, and then you've got it and your your furry friend is covered off the same as your family members because they are family member. Absolutely. Um, now, you've got liquid dish soap and disinfectant. Yep. What's uh, what's the dish soap for? Uh, so if, um, if you've got to clean like their paws off or if they've gotten dirty or something like that, you can use it to clean them up. Um, disinfectant for if they get a small cut or a scrape or something. Okay. Uh, you don't need anything gotcha. crazy, uh, but just if you if you want to get a little small bottle just to clean them up, then uh, then you can. Yeah, I just use uh, I use uh, puppy shampoo. That's the yeah. that's what we keep around for for our little guy. Yeah, uh, that's yeah, that's great. I just figured the uh, the liquid dish soap is kind of a you know you can use it for them, but uh, if you got to clean something else too, if you've bugged out, well, you can use it absolutely. For it's that, that's a really good point. That's multi-purpose. It has it has more than one benefit there. No, that's, yeah. a, that's a really good point for that. Um, disposable garbage bags for cleanup. Yeah, that's you know pretty self-explanatory. Um, yeah. Don't be that guy. Make sure you stoop and scoop. Yep, exactly. And it's nothing's worse than stooping and scooping and not having something to scoop with. Yeah. So disposable right. garbage bags again, uh, double whammy. You can use them for multiple things. Yep. And now I, uh, um, I don't know how effective it was, but I remember a friend of mine who also lived out in the country said he took the, uh, took the dog's refuse and put it out, uh, around the edges of his property to keep coyotes away with the oh, theory that yeah. if it smells, if it smells like another predator, then, uh, the coyote is going to theoretically stay back. I don't know how effective it was, but it was just one of those things to, uh, yeah. um, things that you might be, it, it's, it's not going to hurt to try. Yeah. In theory it works, right? If, uh, if anybody's actually done it and they can uh, give us a story where it's worked, it'd be uh, nice to hear it as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh-oh. Another thing to make sure here. you take with you is uh, feeding dishes and water bowls. Uh, again, yep. pretty self-explanatory. I was just looking for, I have a pack that I had right around here that I think I put somewhere else after our last hike. Um, it essentially screws onto a water bottle and is a little dish that uh, mm-hmm. that holds water so that I've got, you know, always got Those are great. a bottle, for, like a, 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 a water dish for the dog yep. um, at, uh, at the ready. Um, you can yeah, get collapsible so, uh, bowls as well. So they like, yep. collapse pretty much flat and then they can expand out. Um, so you're not taking up a whole ton of room in your pack. Yeah. Uh, no, we still have a bowl. Yeah. Cause there's, there's nothing worse than trying to, you know, pour, pouring water into your hand and trying to get the dog yeah. to drink out of it. It's just ineffective. Yeah. You're going to waste more water than, uh, than the dog is going to consume. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, extra collar or harness as well as an extra leash. Absolutely. Two is one, one is none. You got it. If that breaks, you are SOL. Now, I mean, a a leash is as easy as a piece of rope. Um, a collar is a little harder to improvise. So I would, I would put the focus on the collar. If you have to choose one, um, some people like the, uh, like the retractable leashes. Some people like the, uh, the fixed line leashes. Um, it's only a comfort for that one. We we have we have both. Um, the thing I like about the fixed line leashes, uh, rather over the retractable, uh, is that I have a little bit better control over where he goes. There's uh, yep. there a couple of spots around here where we go on our evening walks, and they're they're under some low brush cover, um, which just looks like the perfect spot for cats to hold up or skunks or or anything. And I'm always paranoid about them going in there and getting mm. into a tussle. Yep. Um, so I, that's why I prefer the fixed leash, the fixed length leash. But um, whatever, whatever works well. If your if your dog isn't a isn't a wanderer, then maybe the uh, uh, the retractable is the better way to go. Oh, there's another interesting comment here from LT in the uh, the chat uh, that dog poop can actually attract bears. Yeah, I guess hmm. there's food in it still, right? There's food in it. I guess yeah. The, yeah. So that's uh, that's certainly something to. Um, yeah, I, I, it's, I suppose it depends on depends on what your big threat is. If you have more yeah. bi- bears around than coyotes, then get rid of it. If you have more coyotes than bears, maybe the the smell will keep the coyotes away. And I don't know. This is just something yeah. that somebody somebody told me they did, um, and they seemed to think that it was effective. Yeah. Um, so maybe you know, uh, again, attracting bears is a great reason to not yeah, keep poop an awesome around. Tip. If uh, if it does actually repel coyotes, somebody let us know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another thing I've got on my list here is uh, photocopies, or if you've got a USB stick uh, of just the medical records and uh, a waterproof container with uh, a two-week supply of any medicine. So if your dog is on some form of medication, uh, no different than your your own kit, right? A lot of this is going to mimic your your own kit, minus like the leeches and the the dog bowls, unless that's maybe your, your thing. kit. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, just having that uh, handy as well is uh, is a good idea. But don't forget, same as your kit, to, to rotate that medication out. Um, nothing worse than going uh, getting into a scenario where you've got to bug out or you got to go somewhere and uh, the medication's stale or no longer effective. That's uh, that's a bad day for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, with that with that food and medication store comes water. So make sure that yep. you're you're taking your dog's needs. Uh, into account when you're uh, when you're calculating how much water to keep in in reserve. Yeah, and uh, if you got questions sure you about water, that. make sure you listen to our episode in the back catalog that uh, covered off water. Which was that was my first episode. That was, I, I can't, uh, we were talking was, about that. Was it your first one? That was yeah. my first episode. Was the uh, was the water episode? I think that was episode awesome. seven, seven or somewhere nine. around there. Yeah. Some, somewhere right in there. But yeah, yeah that was uh, that feels like a lifetime ago. <laughs> it was a, it was over a year ago. Believe it or not. <laughs> 
yeah, it was yep. yeah. So we're now we're now a year a year plus into the Canadian Prepper podcast, we which are. is uh, which is fantastic. It is. Uh, what uh, else we got here? Um, yes, we covered off the water. A traveling bag, uh, like a carrier or something. If you if you got the smaller dog or, or a dog that um, it's going to be easier to move around uh, via carrier system. Um, or if you've got a bigger dog and you want to put him in a vehicle and uh, the carrier is the best way to, to do it for that animal, then um, make sure you got a carrier. Uh, ideally, one for each dog, but um, if you got to put them in one together and they get along, well, great. If they don't, then, um, yeah, splitting them up is probably a good idea. Yep. Um, and I'm sure there, I'm sure there's there's bound to be much debate among the, uh, among the dog community about whether or not... Um, strapping your animals into the car is a good idea i mean mm-hmm. we wear seat belts for safety it makes sense to me to belt the belt your dogs as well yep. uh, if they're crated then make sure you know the crate can't go anywhere yeah um, but uh it's not a bad idea to uh, actually i saw um fairly recently um somebody who had dogs probably a little bit bigger than mine you know in the 15 to 20 pound dog range and they wore a harness and the harness clipped onto clipped onto the seat belt so they they buckled the seat belt and then clipped the harness to it so that the dogs couldn't couldn't go anywhere and you know is it overkill maybe but that's how far what's what's overkill when it's your family if you think about it when if you're involved in a collision that dog now becomes a projectile in the car Yep, absolutely. It becomes a hazard. Right. It becomes a hazard as well as a liability. Yeah, so, uh, because now you've got another injury to deal with, as well as an, an injured animal is a dangerous yeah. animal every single time. Absolutely. And, um, and you're you're risking the safety of your family. So yeah. Um, yeah, it makes good sense to keep that dog keep the dog well well contained. Um, yeah. yeah, make sure you throw a flashlight in a blanket. You know, most dogs have a favorite blankie or whatever yep. that they that they play with. Um, ours loves to bury toys in the blankets <laughs> on the couch and then dig for them. Um, so one of those blankets would ha- would have to go with him in his carrier if we were if we were going for a car trip. And make sure you throw some toys in there too. I mean, yeah, why not? Any, any big change is stressful for for everybody, including animals, yeah. and do- including your dogs. Um, so make sure that you keep it as, as close to as close to home as possible, and um, you know as, as close to normal as you can, and you can reduce the stress on your dog and that in turn is going to reduce the stress on everybody else absolutely because um, a, a comforted dog becomes a comforting dog uh, yeah. a lot a lot faster and a distressed dog becomes something that you have to focus on rather than focusing on making um you know making the the, the you know going through the steps that you need to, yeah. to resolve your emergency yeah they become a, a liability versus an asset which oh. uh is not a good thing when it comes to an emergency type of situation, but uh, it's obviously something that you would have to deal with because, um, well, it's your family member, right? But if they can yep. be an asset versus a liability, all the better. All the better. Uh, another thing I've got on the list here is some recent photos. Uh, just in case you, you do get separated, uh, like I mentioned earlier, um, dogs get spooked. Sometimes they take off. Uh, if you've got a, a recent photo, at least you can try and find uh, find them. Uh, yep. and, and that helps you kind of pass around and, and show people what your dog looks like and because um, a, a 10 year old photo is not going to help you. No, absolutely not. And um, depending on the scale of the emergency, I mean, we're talking about your average weather, weather disaster, um, you know, being able to identify your dog positively is a good idea. There are all kinds of, uh, you know, you can have ears tattooed and um, you can have your dog chipped and all kinds of, all kinds of options that will make yep. it easier to be reunited with your, um, with your friend than, uh, 
than not. So um, the collar is great. You know, the uh, the the phone number or the or the location on the on the tag is amazing. It's fantastic. It's a great first step, and then you can expand on that with a with a chip, with a tattoo, with whatever that can be uh, um, that can be looked up after. Um, and then reunited. Uh, the Red Cross actually, during most disasters, the Red Cross stands up an animal an animal welfare branch that will do its Perfect. best to reunite people. So that's, that's good. One more thing the Red Cross does really nicely. Yeah. Uh, and I think we've touched on it already. Uh, extra leash, some toys, chew toys, uh, cage liner as well. They're going to be in a crate for a little while. You're going to want a way to, to kind of swap that out because yep. chances are they are going to make a mess in there. So. Um, some way to keep them uh, clean and sanitary because um, if they're not, then then things can go downhill for everybody around them, right? Things things go things go south pretty quick, and you know even just you know disposable wet wipes, you know the the yeah. wet ones or whatever, those are those are more than adequate to yeah. clean paws and undercarriage and whatever. Some, uh, whatever some baby be. wipes, perhaps. Yeah, got a few yeah. of those around the house now. I was just going to say, <laughs> you will quickly learn there's no such thing as too many baby wipes. No, there's, there's no not. such thing as enough baby wipes. Yep. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's the basics in regards to, to dogs and preparedness. Um, they can be a tool for you. They can be a companion. Um, they can be both, right? Yep. It, it all depends on the, the training that you've given them, uh, how often you practice it, and how willing they are to, to work with you as a pack, right? If, uh, if you do the training adequately and you practice enough and um, they've established themselves as a pack member, they're going to be a great asset for you in, in any type of emergency type of situation, whether it's just helping keep family members calm or alerting you to something you didn't even realize was happening. Uh, yep. They're they're great asset as far as I'm, I'm concerned, um, but I've always grown up around dogs. I, I, I know how to deal with them. I know how to train them. Um, some people I know are terrified of them, but if, uh, if they're your thing, include them in your, in your preps because they're a family if- member. And if you are terrified, then reach out to somebody that you know that has a dog and uh, talk to them about it. Because most yeah. people are most people are afraid of the unknown. Most people are afraid yeah. of dogs because they didn't grow up around dogs. Um, I didn't, but I, uh, you know, from a fairly young age, I worked with dogs, and so I, I came to like them. And um, once I learned how to approach a dog safely and <laughs> learned to recognize what a distressed dog looks like rather than over a happy dog, then they became a lot less scary. So if you are, if, if that is a thing for you and it's totally reasonable to be uh, afraid of dogs, then reach out to somebody that can help build your comfort level. Absolutely. Uh, and, and picking up on those little cues, you'll be surprised that once you learn them in one dog, they're kind of similar across others. And it's, yep. it's you can start speaking the language per se. And it's, uh, it's kind of neat to be able to walk by and see, kind of get an idea of how this dog is versus another one. And, it's, uh, ears, it's definitely ears, a, a skill to learn. Ears, tail, and eyes. If it's sitting yep. down, it has the shifty eyes back and forth, especially if there's ominous music playing, you should probably stay away. <laughs> and if it's animated, run. <laughs> 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 uh, but I think that covers off um, all the little tips and tricks I had in regards to uh, the dogs and preparedness. Um, I don't know if you had any extra things to throw in, Alan? Or? No, I think we've uh, we've talked about all the all the really important stuff. Um, we could dive deeper into what's in a pet first aid kit and what's in a guidebook and all that stuff. But um, really that's going to be individual to your dog and your needs and your, uh, your world. So I, I would again, encourage you go to go, go talk to your vet next time you're there getting, you know, shots updated and checkups and all that stuff. Talk about a first aid kit, talk about a pet first aid course. The, the basics don't change. Um, you know, airway, breathing, circulation, put pressure on a wound. Um, the difference is that, a 
um, a wounded person might yell at you if you hurt them. Mm-hmm. A wounded animal might bite you if you aggravate it. Yeah. Um, so just you know, yep. you have you have to learn to approach the approach the challenge a little bit differently, or approach, yep. the, a, approach the injury a little bit differently. And a wounded person can tell you what's wrong. Uh, a wounded animal cannot. Yeah. So, so uh, the the, di- the diagnosis and approach are a little bit different, yep. but the the act of recovery is about the same. So. Yep. And a lot of the treatment, surprisingly, is fairly similar as well. Oh, absolutely. Um, the yeah, you know, it's it's. Anatomically, we're not dis- yep. we're not all that dissimilar from uh, from dogs. We're we're both we're all mammals. Yep, got it. Uh, let's uh, move into the podcast challenge. So uh, I've got here teach an old dog a new trick. I'm kidding. And that can be a sim- that can be as simple <laughs> as um, you know putting the seat down or <laughs> getting your getting your dog getting your dog to wear a pack when you go when you go for a walk. Yeah. Uh, making a habit of at least wearing wearing a pack, even if there's nothing practical in it, um, just get your dog used to wearing a pack so that they they don't freak out in the event of an emergency. Yeah. Um, so that might that might be one trick, or um, you know, doing some off leash training with your dog so that it stays beside you. Whatever it might yeah. be, um, whatever it is. Let us know. Right? We love yeah. we love hearing we love hearing what the uh, what the rest of the the world is doing. To, uh, um, yeah, let us know. Uh, send us a video. Shoot, shoot us a message on Facebook or yeah. on YouTube yeah, flip, flip or an email, whatever. Uh, yeah, flip an email to feedback at prepperpodcast.ca ca, um, and just find a way to include your your dog or, or any of your pets for that matter in your uh, in your preparedness plans, and, and let us know what worked out for you. Um, but yeah, yep, definitely absolutely. do the do the training with that pack. Take it slow and um, see if you can get them to carry their own pack because it's one less thing for you to carry. Yep. Uh, in regards to upcoming events, I don't think we've got anything in the queue right now for anything upcoming. So if you do have if something, you do have an upcoming event. <laughs> look at that great mindset. <laughs> we didn't like. plan that. I promise. <laughs> Yeah, if you do have something upcoming that you want us to announce, uh, please feel free to, to flip an email into feedback, prepperpodcast.ca. Uh, we will get the information about your event uh, on the show so that everybody knows that it's happening. Uh, and Not, not so much Eric, but but Ian, I'm sure Ian and Ian is, and I know I am, if you want us to come out and uh, um, hang out at your event and say hi. Uh, I don't oh, know that yeah. we're celebrity status in, in any way, but <laughs> we can certainly we can certainly bring T-shirts. and. Sure and uh, you know, have our terrible audio, have our terrible audio uh, criticized. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We will only talk to you via internet connection, so that the audio is the exact same. So you can. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> On that note, apparently Streamyard has put some updates in for this episode, uh, and there should be some audio improvements. So, if anybody Fantastic. knows, does it? Please, uh, please let me know. It sounds fine to me. It always sounds fine to me as well. <laughs> I'm a little biased. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, let's move into some shout outs. Um, I'm going to shout out Barry, the wonder dog, all six and a half pounds of him. He waits patiently at, the, at my side here while we're, while we record um, and dances for treats, which is always adorable. His, his big <laughs> thing is getting up on his hind legs. He'll, and he'll spin around and that's his, that's his, uh, his minimum for getting a treat. There you go. Uh, I'll put a quick shout out uh, to my wife. Um, She's been through a whole heck of a lot uh, a week and a bit ago, and uh, now we've got the little guy with us. Um, it's quite the feat, but um, she made it through, so uh, it was impressive. I don't know if I'd be able to do the same. Oh, I know, f- I know for damn sure that I wouldn't be able to. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's ten pounds and eight ounces. 
he's that's a, a big baby. Big, that's a big little yeah. guy. Yeah. A big little guy. So <laughs> yeah, that was quite the feat. Um, but uh, we're here. So right on. Let's It'll get better from here. Out. Oh yeah. So I've been told sleep deprivation is wonderful. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, caffeine pills are your best friend. <laughs> ah, yeah. They put me to sleep, but I'm weird that way. <laughs> the uh, best. I mean, that's the other option. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little breaking bad yeah uh so email and itunes reviews so i don't know did you guys cover off um the october 8th review on the last episode uh, was that the was that the three star with the uh nope. the terrible audio no that nope, we know five star ah, awesome all right we got a new one ah. oh yeah we do we do have an audio quality is terrible well you know what we're we're working on it yep um so we've got one from october the 8th uh by wow all names taken uh, it says, as a Canadian living in Southern Ontario, it's nice to know that there are like-minded people, very informative, and you can hear the real-world experience they have just in the back-and-forth banter. Uh, they have a perfect balance between delivering serious information and lightening up what uh, can be a gloomy topic at times, a uh, perfect podcast to click play, and as long as uh, as a long-haul driver, sit back and relax. Uh, keep up the awesome work, fellas, and uh, be safe out there. So I guess the audio quality is good for uh, all, wow, all names taken. All right. <laughs> Appreciate the feedback. That was a five star there. Uh, we are up to a total of 38 ratings. Uh, we've got 35 five stars. We've got one four star, one three star, and the one little guy at one star. We are still missing a two star. Challenges out there. <laughs> <laughs> but if it's a two star, you have to tell us why. Oh, yeah. You can't just I think, put two I think star and then say you guys fair. are great. Yeah we, need yeah. A, yeah. we need a valid reason for the, for the ratings. Yes, yeah. absolutely. All right. <laughs> uh, so... Let's move into, uh, yeah, we'll go to the outro. Um, so with that, I'm going to bring episode number 41. Oh, we're up to 41. It's awesome. 41. Uh, of the Canadian Prepper Podcast to an end. Uh, you can find the podcast on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Uh, please help us out. Take a few minutes, submit a review. It helps other people find us. Uh, you can also find us at prepperpodcast.ca and uh, Facebook. Just search Search within Facebook for the Canadian Pepper Podcast. Got it. We we do record these shows on StreamYard. If you want an early peek at the shows, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, Canadian Prepper Podcast. Click the notifications tab. That gives you an alert when we're going live. Uh, you can contact me directly on Instagram at PPSWO. And we also uh, stream live now to Facebook. So if that is your uh, social media of choice, you can uh, check out the streams there as well. Uh, let's cool. see. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, StreamYard's putting some cool stuff in. Um, if you do want to email Ian and uh, inquire as to why he decided to bail on us this evening, you can email him at theislandretreat at gmail.com. Uh, please harass him and bug him about not showing up tonight. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I shouldn't be that hard on him. I wasn't here last time. You had a valid reason. You had a really good reason. <laughs> Uh, so you can uh, check out Rapid Survival at rapidsurvival.com. You can get me there on the live chat. We'll, of course, buying some prepper gear. Uh, you can also email me at feedback at prepperpodcast.ca. Uh, thanks for joining us. And you can tune in next episode where we're going to be talking about winter car kits because be old man winter is on his way. Yep. Sooner, uh, sooner for some than others. You got it. Uh, until next time, uh, be prepared, stay safe, and keep learning. <laughs>